me and I said, oh, did you go sat there? And I went, nah. I was like, why not? And I went, Welcome to the Foxy's Blundercast, also known as the FBC. I'm going to be your host, Matt, and we have a cracking episode lined up for you today. Yes, we are going to be diving deep into the exhilarated matches of the Leicester City men's team against Preston North End and Stoke City, which were both wins, by the way. But we'll get to that. But that's not all. We're also going to be giving the spotlight to the amazing Leicester City women's team who are on a roll and are sitting in a very, very unnatural position for them anyway and of course no episode is going to be complete without him yes the var lover the man with no plan he's got all the gear but no fucking idea yes it's mr dean how are you sir well i'm good always that was correct apart from var <laughs> i hate the thing i uh i'm so, i was listening to a lot of less city fans and a lot of grimsby town fans and right now with all the var debacle that's going on everyone i've spoken to is like oh my god i'm so glad we are not in the premier league I'm so glad we don't have var you know i think i think any team right now would be like well I'm, I've, I've got a better chance of winning the league i've got a better chance of doing this without var because they're cocking it up left right and center at the moment Watching the games, it's really refreshing from last year. It's just it, it it just flows. I know there might be human error and things, but there hasn't been that great of human error in in the championship this season involving Leicester. And it's it's just refreshing. The game just flows. You don't think, oh, it's got to go to the touchline and things. And even when VAR is involved, they don't get the 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 correct um, decision. Decision no, no. anyway. I agree. And I think it, it makes the game flow, makes the, it makes you better. And I guarantee you'll be you're, you, when you get back into the Premier League because I'm I mean looking at it right now there seems to be like the uh, the one hundred percent cert that's going to happen. You guys are going to be miserable again. It's a, it's a, it's a double edged sword, isn't it? Do you want to be back in there because you're going to have these games that you're going to be playing against the Man United's, the Liverpools, the Man Cities. Or are you happy sitting in the championship but having better quality games? That's a question that I'll ask out on Twitter as well, by the way. Later on in the year when it's getting closer and it probably will be mathematically can you know um confirm that you're going up. But anyway, before we move on, how are you, sir? Yeah, not too bad. How are you? Yeah, I'm not too bad. Been a been a quiet week. Um Grimsby, we drew against Tramir, so I'm a little bit disappointed with that. Tramir haven't really won a game. Yes, they got rid of the manager. Yes, they got somebody else in. They've had that bit of spark to give them some it, but we should have finished them off. It, they got an early lead. We then took a 2-1 lead. It came back to 2-2. And, you know, uh, it's not looking great for us at the moment. Um, I'm hoping the middle part of this season is going um, gonna to change. But anyway, that's enough about Grimsby. Let's quickly and dive, uh, dive into the Leicester City women's team at the moment. Have you seen how they're doing, mate? Wow, what? Yeah, I have, um, and it's 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 bizarre to to be honest. Um, spending most of last season at the bottom and looking like they'll be relegated, 
I know there's only two games gone, but Leicester City women currently sit at the top of the table. No, um, well, joint top on, of on Liverpool. goal difference. Yeah, Liverpool. Yeah, they're, they're joint goal difference is three each, six points both. They're two points ahead. Man City's and Manchester United are both sitting third. Uh, well, third and fourth respectively. Um, but it, I just, I just, I'm just looking at it thinking, okay, there's definitely some been some investment in the team. There's definitely been some planning in the team. It's nice to see them actually playing some football together as well. You know, last season they looked like a bunch of individuals. This season they're actually looking like a team who want to play together. You know, I mean, you may have said that last season, but when you look, watch it and you break it down, it was very individual performances. And again, I think some of those players that played last season aren't going to be, you know, Super League material, really aren't Super League material. But this year they've gone in there and got some like Lena Peterman, the the, the goal scorer uh, from their 1-0 win over Everton. I mean, what a player she is. And, and it, it's a great buy by Leicester, but, you know, they've got to keep this movement going forward and hope the likes of the Liverpools, Arsenal's, Chelsea's, Man United's are not watching and, and then trying to get her at the end of the season because you, you're going to want to keep them going, really. I think it's 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 a good team they've got so far. Yeah, and they've made a few good signings in the summer, weren't they? You, you've seen them coming in uh, thick and fast with, with Peterman for one, O'Brien, um, I only really know one player that was there last season. That's uh, Howard in defence. Yeah. Um, there was probably more, but you know we're, we're not that that clued up on the, on the women's game. But we are not right on. now. Not now. But but it's growing. My my interest is growing as much as the women's league is growing. You know what I mean? I mean I've coached Leicester City. Yeah, uh, I've coached Leicester City ladies teams. I've coached Leicester University's ladies teams. So I have a bit more. Um, a bit more insight into it because I understand people, you know, um, I've had, I've had, uh, you know, involvement in it and I've seen where it started to where it is now. And the, the gap is you know, between the men's is, is shortening. It's still there, but it's shortening. And I'm glad that Leicester are giving them the platform to perform on down at the Walker stadium, or as I call it, the Walker stadium, where it was, but the King power stadium, you know, I, I think for me, that's fantastic. You know, and I know that you and your daughter are going down to watch the Man City game. Yeah, in a few weeks, yeah. Yeah, it is great that the um, the, the owners brought the club and now they play, uh, play the games at the King Power Stadium and they've kept Beaver Drive going, the old training ground for the for the women to to train um, on a separate training ground um, to the men so they can have sort of like 100% focus on them. It's, it's it's great and um, yeah, looking like we said, looking back on last season, just barely surviving, and again now, we say it: two games gone, but we're top of the league. It's could, you've you've got to start well, haven't you? And, could we be talking? Could we be talking about twenty twenty three for the ladies as we did for the men in twenty sixteen? I certainly hope so. I really, it's, really hope so. Let's, let's imagine it: they they were almost out with the men. They made it just through by the skin of the teeth. Did some good recruitment, not as good as what the women have done, but some good recruitment. Went on and performed the next season. Got rid of their manager who who helped them stay up pretty much, right? You know, Willie Kirk, uh, the manager down there at the moment, is doing a fantastic job. Is he the? Is he going to give you that push to become league champions? I mean, I think I think probably not. I think the class between Chelsea, Arsenal, Man United, Man City is going to be a bit too much, but it will be really interesting to see. And if they're going to work together as a team, as they, what they look like they have been doing, 
anything is possible and we'll be keeping an eye on it here on the Foxes Blundercast. But well done to them being top, just like the men's uh, team as well. But great news for the yeah. city. And being local, wow. If, 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 the, if the women win the league, if Leicester City men win the league, well, the cricketers have already won the one-day cup. <laughs> what will Leicester Tigers do? Well, if they win, it will be one of the biggest parties <laughs> in the city. We'll see another tro- We'll see another uh, like statue, statue yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with the women on there as well, which would be absolutely fantastic. Anyway, that's enough yeah. from that one. What I think we need to do now is we need to break down the last two games for the men's teams. So, are you ready for this? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, Wednesday last week, Leicester City decided that they were going to uh, play Preston North End. Yeah, they decided. They were decided. Gonna... I think yeah. there was some strict <laughs> instruction from the from the football league. I don't know where I was going with that. I was just like, I I wanted to say the word decided to play football, but they've been playing football. So yeah. So Leicester City Football Club played Preston North End at the Kings Power Stadium, came out with a three nil victory. But do you think? That tells the whole story. Again, I've been listening to Leicester City fans, and I've got at the end, by the way, of the Leicester City Stoke review, I've got something I've got to tell you that I've heard from not one, but a number of Leicester City fans, which you're going to find interesting. So, yeah. So, I can't wait to hear that. Yeah. It's a quite an intro. I was shocked when I heard it. But anyway. Leicester City 3, Preston City 0, Drewsbury Hall 2, 60 minutes and 90s, and some other player on 76 minutes, which we're not mentioning today. <laughs> nope. No. Nope. Man. No, no. Oh. It, it's going to pain me to say this. <laughs> but he did really well against Preston. And I, said, and I said that in my preview of the Stoke City game. And I did also say that he was going to start, you know, and, and yeah. Anyway, the team that started against Preston North End, Madsen goal, just James Justin, Connor Cody, Fades, uh, Ricardo uh, Pereira, Ndidi, Winks, Jewsbury Hall, Medavidi, Vardy and Abdul. They were, your, that was your 11 to start on there. All pretty good, solid sevens, maybe some sixes, but still good, solid performances there uh, from that team. Um, who do you think was your man of the match on that team? Uh, well, Dewsbury always key in the centre, but again, I think um, Fars is, is absolutely quality in that game. I think indeed he got the official... Uh, man of the match, didn't he? No, nope. and and he was great as well. Yeah, well, yes, he did by by the TV companies, but for most of the papers and everywhere else, it was Dewsbury Hall. He got a nine point four. Um, Fage was second on an eight point oh, and Didi got a seven point five. I thought indeed he had a nice, decent game. I thought Winks was nice and solid again, and again he hasn't impressed me enough for me to go. He's a great buy. Jewsbury Hall has impressed me from what he did last season to this season is completely different. And it, it, it's like Messi coming to play for Grimsby Town in Division 2 at the moment. It's that different of class. Do you, do you know what I mean? That's what I've, I'm seeing. Yeah. You know, people, are, are, he is. And I'm, I'm going to say this. I said this in, our, in, a, in a WhatsApp chat, and, and I've said this again. Be worried. January could be the moment that he moves on because he's playing some goddamn good football. 
And if they offer him enough money and offer enough money to Leicester, he'll be gone. And if that happens, yeah. oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And I hope as a Leicester City fan that he doesn't go <laughs> and and stays loyal. He's, he's a ship shed lad. So hopefully there's a bit in that that does it for him and wants to get Leicester City back up before he, he, he departs, if he, if he does. I mean, can we say gone are the days where there was like Muzzy is it and Matt Elliott staying loyal kind of thing? It, nowadays, you don't really see that much. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I just, I just, I don't know. It's, it's, it, he's just a very good team right now. Uh, not just he, but they are very good. He is the, he is the, he is the playmaker. He's the guy that makes you tick. When he's off on the bench, it. Your team looks a little bit lackluster. There doesn't seem to be something there. But a very good squad there. 76% of the ball possession, 24 to the opposition. Total shots, nine with four on target. Four shots off target. One was blocked. So 50% of shots, I'm going to say, were were um, on target and off target. With I, When I say blocked, I'm, I'm not even wanting, I don't think I want to include that in the total shots because it was blocked. It wasn't even a got past, you know, you know, a defender. So I'm going to say eight shots with four on target, four off target, which 50%, can you, it's okay, but could be better for a Leicester City team. It really does look like, though, that pressing did sit back a lot and, you you know, it took your time to get there because the goals didn't come until the second half. I mean, this is something that I think is going to start getting on the backs of Leicester City fans because what I'm seeing at the moment is your possession rates are higher than you know, getting higher, higher, higher every pretty every game, but you're not getting, you know, past the defenders until late on. But I don't know. What do you think as a Leicester fan? Uh, I was su- surprised seeing that that how Preston played and, and sat back of it. I expected them to attack more seeing it was as it was second against third. I thought they would really try and attack it and, and, and win the game, but they, they tried to sit back and probably if they got a chance, try and take it then. But other than that, just stop us from scoring. Um, and we beat them beat them 3-0 in the end. Whether that's because Leicester City are a great team at the moment or is that because the championship team. that most most t- people have said, the championship is a weaker league this season. Which one is it or is it a bit of both? We'll leave that thought until the end, okay? We'll leave that thought until the end because I want to jump onto the Stoke game. Uh, where, um, again, you had 74% of the possession, 14 shots this time with seven on target. Again, 50% on target and 50%, well, less than 50% um, off target because obviously three of those shots were blocked. So you obviously your shots are getting better. There's some confidence coming. Yes, we've got to say it again. It was that man. I've been a penalty. Nacho Man gets a goal on 24 minutes. Then Vardy comes on, replaces Nacho Man and gets a goal on 79 minutes there to make it 2-0. Two games, no goals conceded. How impressive and how much needed is that? It's brilliant. Like what was said in, in earlier podcasts, clean sheets still matter to me. And, and you like them as well. They, they, they really do matter to the goal difference. And it's confidence within the defence and the goalkeeper as well. Um, love a good clean sheet, scoring two as well from two forwards as well, which, you know, you could say in early games, everyone's playing the part, midfielders scoring and everything, but the main people you need scoring are your forwards. Well, yeah, and again, 
since Casey's been, you know, been off, they've they've kind of relied now on on on, on Nacho and Vardy. They've kind of relied on them and they've taken up that mantle and they're scoring the goals. So that's really good. You've got Dewsbury Hall as well playing pretty well again in there. So just looking at how the team was sat there, you've got Mads again in goal. Good clean performance on his this time. Two games, no mistakes, which is good. You got Chowdhury um at left back, which I thought was a bit of a strange one, but I did say he was gonna come in. Uh, yeah, he's which... played there before, doesn't he? I think he played against. The... I'm not sure. I think it was Liverpool, and he came on for uh, another game um, at left back. But he seems to he seems to do well there. He he Again, likes it there, and yeah, I think that's experimenting an... for Menzo. I think I think this is what we're looking at players right now. I don't think I think we'll see this going into the future of football where a lot of the players are going to be multifunctional. They're going to be in multi-different areas. Yes, you'll see the odd, obviously keepers are going to be the keepers. You'll probably see some, you know, you'll probably see your centre-backs being centre-backs, but they are becoming more players that can go forward. So you'll probably start to see a lot of players becoming multifunctional, being able to play in lots of different areas at the moment. I mean, if you've seen the joke out there, Giroud, former Chelsea and Arsenal player, played in goal for AC Milan. Um, And, um, uh, played in goal for them and did a uh, fantastic save at the end of the game to help them win. And now AC Milan have put him down as one of their goalkeepers on their on their website. <laughs> fantastic. Love it. But, We've seen it um, in years gone by with Leicester City, haven't we? Jeffrey Schlupp started as a a, a striker and then went as left back yeah. and then as a winger. We've seen him all down that left left hand side. And again, you look at you, you look at somebody like Matt Elliott, um, who when needed went from being a centre-back up to a striker, was the big guy up front, giving the headers when Martin would do it. And then that's how that's how they got through the, you know, the Weatherington Cup. They used him as a big man up front, got two yeah. headers on, two goals by Matt Elliott against Tramier. You know, those, those for me were, you know, this is it. But again, we're going to see it more now. Childhood midfielder that I thought was going to be a central defensive midfielder playing really well as a left-back. Vestergaard, another player that we, at the beginning of this season, said wasn't going to really do a lot, but has done so much. Suter gets his game, which really was a shock to me. I thought, you've got you got Cody. Is he not fully fit? That's the question I want to understand. Is Cody not fully that, fit? You would have said, you know, Doyle's out and stuff. You would have said that, that Cody would partner Vestgold or Voss as well. Yeah. Which, you know, I can't believe he's been dropped. But I, I suppose it's to do with, with fitness and keeping your players fresh because there's more games in the championship but, 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 most most good weeks. But Suter in there, he you know, he played against Liverpool. And to put him there, it's it's great. Renzo is rotating the team using he's the tinker man. Using his players. But the bit for me is after this game, you've now got a break until the twenty first. Okay? So you've got the next yeah. game is the twenty first of this month. So that's a bit of a break. That's two weeks break, right? For me that's a long time to not have a game, and I would want my best players to be there. But he said he's going to rotate the team, which he's done. Jusby Hall was in, you know, Cassaday was in, Winks was in. Eunice made an entrance. I didn't think he would drop Medavidi, but he has. And he brought Eunice in and put Abdul on the other side. Then he dropped Vardy. He's a man who's not afraid to change it up. So for me, what he's trying to do right now, He's saying to every other team out there, and I've got to go, uh, hands up, I was completely wrong. I'm, I've been completely wrong. I've been about Enzo. And I'm warming to this, that he's telling every team out there now, you turn up, I'm not going to have the same team. We're not really going to be doing the same tactics, even though they pretty much are. 
but any player can play anywhere. So you have, you can't, you, there is no way on earth, right? That Stoke could have gone, Eunice is going to play and Abdul's going to play there. They, they, they wouldn't have done that. They would never have gone Chowdhury going to the left back. They would have definitely never said Suter's coming in. So when they're planning their game, they would have gone, well, we're going, oh my God, Cassidy's in the middle. We're going to put Winks up. He's moving them around, you know, and it's yeah. messing these other players, the other teams up. And that's the reason why you're getting 74% of the possession because they're trying to work out what are they doing? How are they going to play this? How are they going to play against this team? You know, so... Yeah, definitely. You can see him in in, in the room beforehand, um, on on a Friday or, or something. Right, you're you're marking so and so. He's likely to do this, or you'll be marking so and so, and he's likely to do this, or yeah. you'll be marking so and so. You've got to remember all of these things, and yeah, it keeps them on the toes, keeps the opposition guessing. And the good thing about it is the players that he's took out and replaced them with are still great players. But, the, but if we have a look at it, if you go through it all, I mean, again, I mean, Chowdhury, could we say he's a Premier League player? I'm going to say he's a fringe Premier League player. Okay, good I championship. He, I think he's growing. He's improving, okay. I would it's say. Come with age, maybe. Vestergaard, on his day, when he was at Southampton, he was a fantastic player. Yes, we could have said he was a... Last season, you would have gone no. This season, I'm My heart's say. still in my mouth when he has the ball, though. But <laughs> Whether why? that's because he's, he's prone to it before or what, but... The, the thing about me is he's he's doing a lot of blocks, isn't he? He's blocked a lot of balls mm. and, and things. Doing well. And he's, he's proven himself that way. But, like you said, Premier League, we'll have to see, won't we? I, I still about to Harry Suter could be Premier League. Ricardo, definitely Premier League. Harry Winks, definitely Premier League. Cassidy's probably not. I still say his championship. Jewsby Hall, Super League if there was one. Jewsby Hall. Uh, Abdul, I'm going to say Premier League, fantastic. Coming from Sporting Lisbon, fantastic player. So I really think yes. Nacho, oh fuck, I've got to say it. I know. <laughs> yes. Moving on, Yunus coming from Galatasaray. Yes. So these are all very much Premier League players. But look at Stoke, Luke McNally. I I don't know Ben Pearson. No. Nathan Lowe. No. Daniel Johnson. No. Jordan Thompson. No. Mark Travers. No. I could go through Dwight Gale. Yeah, I could go through all of their team and I could actually sat down and say no. You know what I mean? So well, they're they're yeah. sort of fighting relegation, I'd say, this season, Stoke. Well, well definitely see Alex Neal's definitely got a big job on his hand there. And I'm I'm gonna say this now. If all teams come and do what Stoke, Preston, and everybody else has done against Leicester, whether it's home or away, and sit back, Leicester are gonna win. And I can't see them losing more more than four games this season. I can't. Yeah, I don't. I don't think we've really had a test of, um, uh, in, in, in a, the a league, team come at, come at us and, and attack. We've never had a, a, a real test in in def- what do you call it? Attacking test or defending test? Oh, just just well, you just had any sort of test that's put you under pressure, giving the ball. You know, having a team that's taking more possession. Liverpool probably were the only team that had more possession in their game than you did. But that's a Premier yeah. League team. You know what I mean? I think I think what for me is we're gonna I mean the next question I'm gonna ask you is is it gonna be a difficult one? We've had we've had now um is it ten or eleven games? Um we've 11. pretty much eleven games, right? Predict where Leicester are gonna finish right now. Top. I, I when I first when we first started doing this, I said they were gonna finish third, maybe maybe second. 
I didn't think they were going to go this good. I, I, sorry, I didn't think they were going to be this good. I didn't think they were going to go this fast and do this well. So I'm going to have to go now and change my mind and say, if they don't finish first, this is the biggest fail in any football history ever. Man United, Man City could get relegated from the Premier League and less than not finishing top would be a bigger fail because of how they are dominant in this league. I'm shocked they've lost one game. Shocked. <laughs> that game was a really big surprise, isn't it? I think I predicted playoffs. And um, yeah, now I've got to change that. But you look at the stats again. We've, we've, there's only one team that have scored more than us, and that's Ipswich. And we've conceded the least amount of goals in, that, in the championship. That's going to be an interesting game. You and Ipswich will be a very interesting game. At the it moment. will. Um, by the way, did you see what happened at their game? Um, they they were I'm on sure. fire. They were on fire. Let's just put it that way. If 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 I was Enzo, I'd be I'd be watching their game. They are literally four two against Preston. Yeah, really yeah. good game. Really good game. Anyway, um, that's pretty much from me on this one. Have you got anything else you want to say? Uh, not on that game. No, no. No, so for me, I, I've been talking to a lot of Leicester fans outside of the podcast, work, and different places like that. And one of the most interesting things that's come up is what I've had a couple of season ticket season I'll I'll put my teeth in. Season ticket holders come to me and I said, Oh, did you go Saturday? And they went, Nah. I was like, Why not? And they went, It's getting a bit predictable now, isn't it? I said, What do you mean? There's nobody to beat. Everybody says the championship's quite hard, but they're all easy. We're just going to keep winning. It's boring. That shocked me. Season ticket holders who have not just been going down since 2016 when Leicester won the Premier League, they've been going down for 30-odd years, have come to me and said, it's now boring. And they don't like the tippy-tappy football. And I'm like... That shocked me as well. I'm like... I'm like how and two different people not wasn't the same conversation very different conversation that i kind of said the same questions and they gave me pretty much the same answers which was we don't like the tippy type of football i haven't been down because it's a bit boring because it's leicester or oh, you know what i mean they hold back the whole back second half they go on score oh i'm bored now you know i might i'd rather go and play some golf or i'd rather go and do something else so they they they're saying this and i'm like as 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 a Grimsby Town fan, I would be like, I'd be there every week dancing. You know what I mean? It's like we're winning. I don't care if we're winning three nil, one nil, ten nil. As long as we play and we win, I'm happy with that. Yeah, but I want a good clean sheet. And this, looking at this bat line, I can't see a championship side breaking it down more than getting more than two goals this season. If you lose, it'll be by the odd one yeah. goal. So it'll be, it'll be 2-1 or 1-0. No more than that. Yeah. I'm not sure I had to take that, to be honest. I mean, there's a lot of people who'd love to go down and, and watch Leicester at the odd time. Me included, included in that. But d don't you want your team to be successful? Don't you want your team to win? Yes, it is tippy-tappy tippy football, but that's Enzo's way of playing. 
Yeah. And sometimes it is exciting in the middle when players um, link up, especially Atgun, who plays the through balls nicely. And that's created two goals, one to Vardy and one to Dewsbury Hall. It is exciting in, in the middle. And you want to cheer your team on. You want to see your team win. Surely, surely that's what you want to see. And you go down to show your pride when you're winning. You show your support when yeah. you're losing. Yeah, I agree. You're you're there for your team, and I, I really don't get why they've purchased a season ticket if they're <laughs> not going to go down. They, I mean, obviously, they... if you've if, obviously in this position, if you've got a family engagement or something, you could probably put off one game, <laughs> or if you're ill, or <laughs> put off one game. But no, that's, I, I really don't get. I, I, and again, this this, this was this was two people that said it, but when I've gone out and spoke to other people who are Leicester City fans, so out of I'm going to say twenty twenty five fans that I've I've interviewed or spoken to, I'm going to say seventy five percent kind of agreed with it, kind of agreed with what what was being said, which is strange. Really? Yeah, yeah, it is strange. But anyway. I mean, I, at the minute, I can't see anyone beating us um, or anything, but we couldn't see that against Hull. We couldn't I, see them beating us. But anything is um, anything is can happen in football. We've seen that with the Premier League season when we won the Premier League. We've we've seen it in odd matches against Hull. No one predicted for them to beat us. You go there, and anything can happen. But. Again, look at the last couple of matches. Look at all of them. 74, 76% of the possession in both those games. You, 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 you know, you're having all of the passes, you know, 60%, 60 passes by Ricardo in, in one game, you know, 115 by, you know, Vestergaard in one game. The game is very slow at the moment. I get it. And I like it as a fan for me. I've always said this. If you can hold that game for 99, 98, 89 minutes, and then on the 90th score, and if you can do that every game and you're guaranteed to do that every game, that's perfect. That's perfect because you've won the game and you got your three points. But fans nowadays don't want that. They want the exciting football. What they want to see is end-to-end football. They want to see Mads making some sort of like, you know, Peter Schmeichel-esque kind of save. They want to see, you know, a Cassidy run from the, the, you know, the back of the half. They want to see Vestergaard doing a Rio Ferdinand pushing out. They want to see Eunice taking everybody on like Ryan Giggs did against Aston Villa. These are the things that they want to see. But what they're seeing is, you know, Vestergaard to, to Suter, Suter to Cassidy, Cassidy to Ricardo, Ricardo back to Vestergaard, Vestergaard to Jewsby Hall, Jewsby Hall back to Cassidy. To, to Winks, moving it a little bit forward, coming back to the shooter. They're seeing it being, a, you know, not seeing it as a chess game. They're seeing it as, well, okay, the ball stayed in our half for a good 25 minutes. We got 74% of the possession, but have we really attacked? No, no, I'm, I'm going to go for a beer or a, I'm going to go for a pie or something, you know. But recently I have seen a lot more attacking than just in our own half. Than what it started out the season, it, it seemed like we had more possession than shots on target and things, but... The shots I've on seen a lot are more creeping up. Yeah, they are yeah. creeping up. But it also then depends on the, the other teams. You've got to look at but, how every team's going to come to this, come to the you know the King Power, or you're going to go to their thing. They're all going to sit low. They're going to park those buses and let you yeah. come along. They're waiting for that moment that Cassidy moves forward, Winks moves forward. Suter's out a bit of out of position. Then they're going to move their strikers behind, put the ball through. You know, I'm using, yeah. obviously, this game. 
they uh, and that for me is something that that I've I've seen. So I know people say it, it makes the opposition tired, and then we put out pounce and the seventieth minute or something. But it also is tiring for us as well. We've got to be a fit team because, like you said, when we're passing it, it's got to be sharp because one one slip, mm. one mishap. I, I, dis- I disagree with it being you have to be to be fit. You've got to be fit to play football anyway. What 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 it is is mind numbing. You've got to be you know somebody like Vestergaard and Suter who are going to have the ball a lot of times within this position in this play. They've got to have their wits and they you know they've got to be able to see in every direction. They've got to know when that ball's coming to them. And once that ball's halfway to them, they need to pretty much know what they're doing with that ball. Okay? But halfway to them, they've got to go, right, I'm going to do it. Any small lack of concentration will happen with what Mads, with Mads those two times. You know, where he, he, he didn't really, he, he hadn't really seen everything. And when he put the ball out to Winks, both times in that area, he got shut down. As you can see, they've been stopped, which is great. Okay, they're looking at other things. I'm always, I, you know, I'll always be an advocate of getting it out wide because if it's out wide, you've got an opportunity. Okay, uh, uh, to to if anybody does attack, you've got an opportunity to get your vested guards, your suitors back in position. You've got Cassidy to come back. You're going to cover that area. But whereas Mads was putting it into the middle, whereas that is straight in line for a goal. And if he's out of position, they're all going to go for it. And you know, eight out of ten times it will probably go in. So, gonna leave it there. Because time is creeping upon us, so um, what we're going to—we we haven't got a—we're not going to have a preview game this week because obviously there isn't one. But we're going to have a special episode next week where what is happening, Mister Dean? I'll be interviewing you about your time as an employee of. Leicester oh, Central. you nearly said it then, didn't you? <laughs> I knew <laughs> I weren't meant to say it, so I wasn't going <laughs> to. If people are good and they listen to it, they'll listen to it over and over and over and again, and they might go, "What was he going to say?" Because he so anyway, yes, my time as a City Football Club employee from nineteen ninety nine to two thousand and four. We're going to find out a little bit about that, and we'll probably talk a little. We will talk about Leicester. I promise. It won't just be about me. We will be talking about how we see it, and I'm also going to try and predict who we're going to who we. I'm talking like we're back to me in the funny. We're talking about who Leicester are going to buy in January. That'll be another good thing that we can look at. Yeah, and we'll also may have a little bit of fun on buy, sell, and uh, bench. Buy, sell, and bench. Yeah, the return of that game. We will do it. Well, if not, we'll just stick it on our. uh, We'll stick it on our uh, social media. Definitely sounds good. Anyway, on that final note, we're going to leave you guys to it. Enjoy your international football, Australia and Italy versus the wonderful England. Or if you're another international fan, enjoy those ones as well. And we shall see you next week for a very special episode. Ta-ta for now. Goodbye.